Hey everybody, that was Trump is Over by Samantha Archol. We've been playing that every week uh, leading up to Inauguration Day, which is actually next week, so that's pretty exciting. This week on the podcast, we had Teddy Bruno, a good friend of the pod. Um, he's actually doing a show with me and Brandon this Friday at Grindstone Tap House in Berea, so if you want to check that out, that'd be cool. And uh, this episode started off a little weird because Teddy started on his phone and he switched to his computer, So, uh, but he told a really good story while he was on his phone and we had it recording, so we went ahead and included that. And then you'll hear the intro as always, and then you'll hear the rest of the podcast. So thought this was a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Um, we did record it prior to the Browns-Steelers game, so just know that when you hear us talking about the Browns game. And um, if you want to come see Brandon this Thursday at Funny Stop, he'll be in the co-feature contest, so come on up for that. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the episode. I like your one-eyed Willie flag back there. It's pretty awesome. Oh, it's, it's great. You got to have a pirate <laughs> flag somewhere around your place. That was our fraternity's like symbol. It was a skull and crossbones and a black heart, inside of a black heart. Oh damn, that's official. Yeah, and it was lined with roofie pills. It was fucking awful. <laughs> Did you draw it out in like cocaine or something like that on a table? No, I just took it to heart. I was the only guy in Sigma Phi Epsilon Pen New history to roofie himself twice. <laughs> I wouldn't peg you for a fraternity guy. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it it wasn't like a boat shoes Bermuda shorts fraternity. It was a bunch of dudes like me. Okay. So it was basically the most annoying fraternity on campus. But 
But I mean, we had a lot of parties and rich alumni, so they couldn't kick us off campus. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was like Van Wilder times 60. <laughs> Where'd you go to school at? Teal. It's in Greenville, PA. It was like just like a little bit north of Pittsburgh. It's called Teal? It was like a, yeah, Teal. Huh, never heard of it. T-H-I-E-L. Okay. Like a liberal arts um, school or... Yeah, it was like a like a little private liberal arts school. It was kind of small. It was like a it, you ever see Animal House? Yeah, that like little town that their college is in or whatever. Um, Bo, stop it! Hey, my dog's doing stupid shit. Bo, fuck out of it. Anyway, <laughs> um, there was like eleven hundred kids at the school and like we made up half the town so the town treated all the athletes like they're pro football players and they were not (laughs) um and then uh but yeah it was like favorite university it was like you know 14 bars 13 churches and a walmart yeah and then our you know, pretty cool. Was that, uh, were you doing comedy back then, or when did you start I, doing comedy? I was kind of, I didn't, that's like when everyone says, like, how, how long have you done comedy? I did four years of stand up and didn't realize I was doing it. I was like the like forever MC for the Robinson Theater. So when they would have like people come in, for, Carrot Top was one of them. Uh, I would like do like 15 minutes of like, basically crowd warm up and then like introduce whoever it was and then fuck off. I would just leave. Like, so I didn't really know I was doing it. I didn't take it seriously for a while. Well, you were just like a savvy bingo caller or something. and didn't realize it. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we had a, we had a radio show. I was on, um, I was on uh, the webcat radio thing for the college. It was a morning show and they it was like the only comedy related type thing on there just had us like oh it's gonna get dark for a second hold on um (laughs) i'm gonna have to switch over to my computer you guys like that's cool snuck up on me probably thought the story was gonna get dark oh yeah it got so dark (laughs) (laughs) and then the god revealed there were several murders my radio career went well though but yeah yeah uh so basically i just did crowd warm up and like the only thing that came out of it was some fucking idiot brought carrot top over to my apartment which was next door to the theater and i had a we had i just like got awkward and i was like yes i'm gonna leave it was like kind of like a what you about to do moment oh man Um, so he was just wait he was kicking it there and you had to leave he just my my buddy walked in because like i left i didn't stay for his show like i'm not a carrot top fan and um like he, we're just smoking in my apartment. It was like the bottom floor of a duplex. And my buddy's like, hey, I'm about to walk in the back door. I brought someone with me. You're never going to believe this. <laughs> and was, and I, then I saw who it was. I was like, no, I totally believe it. And I'm pissed now. Get him the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> he's dude, weird as shit. Yeah. Was he weird? Like when you met him, was he like a personable guy or did he seem? He, he, he poked his head like around the corner from the kitchen to the living room. And was like, whoa, I love college apartments. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, nobody else does. He's like, I'm in them all the time. <laughs> all <right>. <laughs> <laughs>
for their OnlyFans on their Facebook page. Like, right? Like, hey, Mom, just in <laughs> case you were wondering how I was doing. Right. <laughs> like, I, I mean, uh, hopefully they don't have any family members and shit on their Facebook friends, but I assume everybody does. I mean... I hope they do. And that just makes <laughs> things for the next job interview kind of weird. They're like, oh, lovely resume, nice lower back tattoo. Um, let's go right. to this. Yeah. yeah. Hey, guys, happy Thanksgiving. Did you see my pussy on the internet yet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, uh, I like how I like how Teddy was early, and then he found a way to come back late. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to be early, and then like delay everything for everyone. You know? Just do the, the greatest. Early. The greatest was the uh, the time. I think it's the time from the uh, joke that you tell about uh, when you were late yeah. to your co-feature contest at Funny oh, Stop. My God. <laughs> That was a good one. Pete's like setting like up the all these beginning. guest sets. Pete's setting up all these guest sets and shit because he didn't know if you were going to show or not. Uh, I called him. He never answers. He's mad at me right now. He won't even tell me why. I don't have his number. I just text him on Facebook usually. It does. That's the best way because I texted him the other night when uh, uh, fucking carter's co-feature was or like when he won it yeah and um i said something i don't even remember what i was telling him but it wasn't anything bad or anything but he doesn't save your number he just assumes he knows who he's talking to oh, and he was like he misread my text he was like what the what the fuck asshole like just say all this weird <laughs> like shit i was like damn pete i was like i'll just talk to you tomorrow <laughs> Uh, I love when he starts talking about politics to a bunch of liberal comedians. <laughs> He's like, yeah. the last last night, man, it was like me, Jason Malterno, uh, Josh Volchko, and Dan Brown, and we're all sitting there, and he's and he just starts going off about about his, you know, what his politics are. Whatever. And it's just like we're all just sitting there, like rolling our eyes and you know, like what the fuck, Pete? God damn it. I just don't see why he, he's always like, no politics. Words. He's always like, no politics on stage. Yeah. And then he talks about it all the time. And he's like yelling at it I... or yelling about it in the bar area while someone's on stage telling them no <laughs> <Right>. politics. Yeah. <laughs> uh... I, lo I love it when he's like, no fucking swearing. You got to keep it fucking clean and no fucking talking about politics. Trump, Biden, Bernie, none of them fuckers. <laughs> like, yeah, I got the I got and the he's in the microphone. You. Yeah, yeah I got I got the else. fuck you from Pete last night. Uh, I was he was doing the whole announcement thing, telling people to put their mask on whenever they go to the bathroom or whatever. And you couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying, of course. And I was like. I was like, well, in case you couldn't understand Pete, what he said was, and he's like, fuck you. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> were, you, 
were you guys there like one of the last times I was there and he like waited until the like the my closer and just fucking stepped on the callback like right at the end like the actual like last word of the set, just stepped on it in the microphone from the booth like he was like this joke isn't funny I was like it was about to be <laughs> well not uh, now it's not <laughs> my favorite Pete Heckle was uh the one time Ray Highclack did his did his white trash joke and he said I'm white trash whatever and Pete's walking through the audience he's like I believe you <laughs> <laughs> he did that to me when I did the trans when I did the transvestite joke he goes true story folks <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest man that's uh, the greatest when so when did uh Teddy when did you so did you do comedy at, in New Orleans like and then yeah. move here and start doing comedy, or did you take a break? No, I, I like, I moved a bunch. I worked for like a, it was like a company, but like as a contractor that was on a contract. So it was like, basically they just told me where to be, and they would send me tickets. So I would fly around a lot to like all the VAs. So I got to like move around the country, and I would just do open mics and shit like that if I was somewhere like long term or like a couple months or something then i would you know eventually work into a showcase if i was lucky or you know a couple of guest sets at whatever local club the coolest spot was uh long beach uh california because i was there for like three months or something like that and i like was like i had to leave you know back and forth here and there for a day or two but i got to go up and down like the valley and hit like open mics and laundry mats and you name it yeah, <laughs> yeah. open mic and a laundry mat. that would be crazy yeah. that's the cleanest comedy you can come by you would be surprised <laughs> at how wrong you are that was so that was so hacky <laughs> that, was that was terrible uh no uh i could imagine doing it at like the one in kent where they have like a bar there and shit that would be suds or was it uh shit it's like laundry I used to go there. I, th- I thought it was like laundry one hundred and one or something like that. Or... Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You're right. Is, There's I, a, there was another news. one I remember. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you probably dude. don't know about that, Brandon. There's a laundry about that. Yeah, there's a laundry mat in Canada. I was... where you can order drinks and shit. Dude, I, mean, I was. Uh, there's actually two of them. There's two of them. There is one by the Ace or not the Ace, but the Acme that grocery store, and that one's beer. Yeah. And the other one that's like over by puffin stuff is like more whiskey and wine. Oh, you're right. And there are you two of them. Just put your shit in. I was yeah, just kind of like, there. I, just, I had that GPS. No, I was oh, just kind of like, I was just, I was just kind of like blended those two together in my mind. I didn't realize there were two of them mm-hmm. <laughs> until you said the locations. I know it's oh, wild. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the funny thing. I thought was I was on the GPS monitor, you know, like I had I was on house arrest, and uh, um, so I couldn't go to a bar, a restaurant, or anything like that. So I would go do my laundry <laughs> at the laundry mat that served alcohol, and I'd spend like you know like oh man I'm broke I just spent seventy five dollars on laundry this week, <laughs> and like I, I got a DUI on my way home. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, that 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 uh, puffin stuff. That was always my favorite head shop right there. Uh, it's a good it was place. A good one. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't move far away. Uh, wh- where did you? Where was the first place you did comedy in Northeast Ohio? 
the grog shop december 3rd 2017 okay okay that's a i like that venue a lot i mean i've I've only yeah. done comedy there once. It was right before, right before uh, COVID. Um, but was it when he had uh, the DJ there and stuff too? Yeah, yeah. It was it was right before COVID, and, and uh, but I used to go to concerts there all the time. The Grog Shop that was like my spot when I was like nineteen, twenty years old. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was a fun spot. I, my cousins lived in Cleveland Heights. My um, so anytime I visited up like in Ohio before I lived up here or moved up here. Um, I was always cool, the Coventry, Cleveland Heights crowd. So the grog shop, any scuzzy punk show that was going through there, you know, yeah, the nineties were pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other place was Peabody's Peabody's was like the big concert place back then. I saw a lot of good bands there. Yeah. I saw uh Cottonmouth Kings there when I was in, or no, wait. Yeah. I was probably like, <laughs> shortly after high school it was awesome yeah i, I don't saw, remember any of it i saw bone thugs and harmony there and I, and uh, me and my buddy were the only two white people in the crowd that was that was fun <laughs> was that when he was that when what's his face got arrested for that warrant yeah was that that one yeah. i was yeah. there too i was <laughs> literally there too well i guess there we were, were three in the white same people building. in the crowd no <laughs> it was yeah it was it was pretty crazy um I don't know. I saw uh, there was a the coolest part about Peabody's. This it was kind of dangerous, but there was uh, there were these poles in the middle in the middle of the floor, (laughs) and people would crowd surf for rock shows. And I've seen people Mm -hmm. just like slam their head (laughs) into these like poles that hold up the fucking building. It's crazy. Oh man, I'm remembering so many weird concert things now. When I was in high school, I came up here to see AFI with some with this girl that really liked you know afi i didn't go see him by myself obviously (laughs) uh they suck but um Uh, miss murders miss murders a good one but beyond that actually (laughs) i mean that's why they sucked though is they kept going after the first three albums were so amazing and then they came out with that and anyway i uh got really really high on mushrooms for the very first time on the way there and I got real hot. It was June and it was at the Agora and there's people up in those balconies, like shooting squirt guns and like <laughs> throwing water. It was like 101 outside and like 400 in there. And I just remember um, I crowd surfed from the back all the way to the stage with no shirt on. But when I got up to like where the security guards pull you down, I had a fucking shirt on. <laughs> that someone is... put a shirt on you <laughs> i don't know i don't know how it happened it was just like draped around my neck like my arms weren't through it yet but yeah somehow or another i, I acquired a shirt damn that's so crazy how why does so much why does so many things in your life seem like something that would happen to a member of a boy band i don't, I don't drugs <laughs> lost all his boy band potential and just turned to drugs that's what it was that's it's my favorite part that. about i Garden read Star. <laughs> oh <laughs> Brandon, brandon's introduction <laughs> it's one of my favorites honestly um it's, it's i like how he changes one. it up a little variety <laughs> um <laughs> funny that you should mention that though did you know that most of the backstreet boys were like crazy cokeheads just found this out i once you like google them and you see a bunch of like mug shots and shit come up you're like oh my god one of them has a neck tattoo now this is nuts now i'd really want to go see them <laughs> i mean they, i mean they look like they would be go uh 
Uh, Nick Carter was just right. on the uh, Mass Singer. Saw that. Was, I know that. Yeah. I have never watched so that show. Dude, I I watch yeah. it sometimes with my parents, and the uh, the uh, one that really disappointed me because you know that's usually something that people do when their careers on like the bottom, you know, and mm. uh, as opposed to like the top in that relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the uh, the last one, he got like he he got like eliminated or maybe he won. I can't remember. But uh, Aloe Black was on there, and I was like, Aloe Black's <laughs> fucking great. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like, he's like one of my favorite singers. I'm like, how is he on The Masked Singer? You know what would make that show awesome is if they found a way to just, like, even make a hologram of someone look like they, like, reincarnated their dead body. And this had, like, like dead star, like, Amy Winehouse takes the mask off, and she's just, like, all fucking, like, zombie looking and shit. And they're like, Amy Winehouse! And everyone just goes fucking nuts. <laughs> be a good like, that, last, that last bout of coke was really good. It brought her back from the dead. It was <laughs> yeah, we, crazy. we restarted her heart. <laughs> That'd probably be a good sketch, actually. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> Her and Nikki Six are re-recording "Kickstart My Heart" now. Yes, uh, uh, that is actually my dad's. Uh, uh, like you know how some like people are like, "Oh, yeah, this is a song my dad always said was my song," you know. So my dad, that and cat scratch fever, and both of them relate to medical ailments that happened to me as a child. <laughs> and, and the doctor at one time said he has cat scratch fever. I'm like puking. I have a fever. I'm like, I was fucked up. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, that song by Ted Nugent. And the doctor's <laughs> no, like, no, you die. fucking hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> and the other, I had fucking AFib. And they were like, oh, we're going to cardiovert his heart back into a sinus rhythm. My dad's like, cool. And then you just hear his iPhone like in the background. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I uh I did not know cat scratch fever was a real thing. I just Googled it. Um it is. <laughs> I, not, yeah. I thought it was just a song in Ted Nugent's so did I. I'm like I don't, <laughs> I don't I think I the thought, doctors were probably pretty surprised too. Yeah. Apparently it's not that uncommon if like you have kittens, which was the, the case. I got scratched. You couldn't even see the scratch, but it was enough. For me to have the fucking cat plague. That's nuts. Yeah. What was the remedy? Did they like give you like two weeks of antibiotics and a Fender Stratocaster? Or like what was the no? <laughs> the remedy was you wait three days and you feel better, and then you just spend the rest of your life killing cats. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up I, on which the Netflix. <laughs> you end up on the Netflix show. Don't fuck with cats after that. Oh, I did, dude. I was shooting these fucking things from like long range. I I was so pissed. <laughs> oh man i hated i hated man. cats for a long time uh because i had the childhood dog who uh mm. got in a fight with a cat and it, like put a hole in its ear and he was like but he like came running back into the house i was like probably i don't know like eight or nine he came running back into the house like blood gushing out of his ear so that was my first experience with cats. Did like, he look like cats. a Chipotle worker with like a big gauge in his ear? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gauge your dog's ear, son of a bitch. That is that is something that is something that uh, Chipotle workers always have. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know or dreadlocks. Is. Sometimes they're interchangeable. Yeah, as long as Never they don't know. have the as long as they don't have the vacated gauge 
in the ear because mm. that is it's all just like hanging oh, down. It's and disgusting, dude. It is it looks so like a bad. blown out cat's butthole. You yeah. just change your choice from chicken to steak immediately. You're like, I want no <laughs> resemblance of that at all. Yeah, it looks like they right? were like it looks like they were like on the edge. Uh, they were like on the edge of the radius for Chernobyl, but like only their <laughs> ear got in. You know, it's I don't know. Oh uh, man. <laughs> Oh my god! But uh, yeah, so I can't uh, wait. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, it's just you said Chernobyl, and I don't know why it made me think of restaurants. But um, I, I can't wait for restaurants to open back up, so I can just go back to nice restaurants and just purposely mispronounce every name of every wine on the menu. Yeah, I hope there's until not the, a restaurant until called the waiter Chernobyl. gets annoyed. That's I don't think I'll go to that restaurant. <laughs> Do you guys want to invest in a new restaurant called Chernobyl? It's a Chernobyl theme. Cook everything yeah, with nuclear theme. power. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> microwaved. Yeah. Yeah, I got oh yeah, I guess I'm an idiot. Fuck. <laughs> that's uh, that's just oh. brew bakers. Just go to a brew bakers anywhere. And, uh, I worked there. It's we basically microwaved Applebee's. everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brew bakers was I where I worked was like when you made sandwiches. You put the buns on a panini grill and then you stuck the meat on a plate and put it in the microwave. And that's how we that's how we made our hot sandwiches that everybody loved. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, they're so disgusting. Well, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I see Cleveland just now got canes, raisin canes. Yeah, there's that been place was the like a staple down south. Yeah, there's been one in yeah. Canada for a while. It's awesome, dude. All they do is serve chicken strips with fucking bomb sauces. Oh, their sauce And it's is so like, good. the dude's probably a millionaire. And they have like actual know. southern sweet tea. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's 35 pounds of sugar in one tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From the cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I do love those chicken fingers, man. I don't know how it's become such a staple that that's all they do and now they're rich i think maybe that's what everybody should do from now on i mean restaurant just do one thing if they did like a raisin cane style thing and it was just tony's chicken strips from the funny funny stuff yeah are they really good i might get some tonight dude they are so good uh you get this is what you do they always come with barbecue and like and ranch or whatever is there two dips i or maybe it's just barbecue i always say hey Take that barbecue, just throw it away. I'll take <laughs> ranch and hot sauce. Yeah. That's how you do it. Then oh, right yeah. before you go on stage, you have the like diarrhea cramp from hell. And <laughs> it just powers you through. <laughs> yeah, man. He uh Tony bet me twenty dollars last night on the Brown Steelers game. He gave me six points. So I was like, I'll take it. I think it's gonna be a close game. That's <laughs> I think it's gonna be stupid either way (laughs) (laughs) it's not as bad as college football i have a big thing with college football because people root for like teams of colleges they didn't go to and they're like die hard about it (laughs) i'm like fair you know what i mean like i got all these people in my neighborhood that are all giant osu fans and none of them even have like a high school diploma so I'm like, what, what, what is in this for you? And they're like, well, it's, it's Ohio. And I'm like, so you Hold can't on. root for like Cleveland. Wait, State, what, what were like... you saying? No, I can't. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a... Oh, this is just to spite me, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. 
I mean, we had the same colors in college. <laughs> I can't even see what that is. I don't think is. they like to be a... called that. It's African American. Is that a Georgia Bulldog? But... Oh no, it's Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, excuse okay. me, that's God's okay. team. Okay. <laughs> Notre Dame's actually yeah, my Notre Dame's actually like my second favorite college football team because I was brought up Catholic and it was brainwashed into me. So I was brought up Catholic too, and what do you know? It was all a lie. <laughs> and yeah, I'll man. see you all in hell. Our, we had an Irish Catholic priest, and uh, he he used to every every Saturday whenever you would go to Saturday mass. If the Buckeyes were playing a night game, he would he would just like say "Go Irish" at the end of his sermon or whatever. It was, it's pretty good. Did I ever tell you guys my Ohio State Buckeyes joke? It's like a dad joke. It's actually one of my dad's jokes. I can't even take credit for it, but it's great. It's an official dad joke from Teddy Bruno. We got to hear it. Yeah, yeah, from Papa Ted, Big Ted number one. Um, so this guy's walking through this park in Columbus, and he goes past the bench, and he sees an OSU football hat sitting on the bench and he, he's like huh weird and he picks it up and he like looks underneath it and he sets it back down and he does this like four times and this guy finally walks over and goes dude what the fuck are you doing he goes i'm confused he said obviously he goes dude there's normally an asshole under one of these things yeah. <laughs> oh man you can put it you can interchange that with any team yeah. or yeah, person yeah. or band yeah, dude, I like I, Nickelback. So my my thing with Ohio State is I I I used to basically I had an obsessive uh, fandom with with Ohio State and all the Cleveland sports teams because I grew up in Texas, but my entire family was from here, and we used to come to Ohio every year for vacation. So Ohio was like was like my like home away from home kind of. And it's just, I formed an extreme attachment to him. And then uh, I uh, applied for Ohio State and didn't get in because I was an idiot in high school. <laughs> yeah. And I still root for them. I don't. Oh, really? I didn't hold against <laughs> them. Yeah. That's like, man, that's like seeing some girl that rejected you in high school, like marry someone. And you're like, good for her. Yeah, I went, I went down there. Uh, I went down there to party and shit whenever it was a while, but I think it was 07. It was right when I turned 21. Ohio State was number one and Michigan was number two. And uh, we went down there for that game, and it was just one of the best weekends of my life partying at a college campus. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was crazy. Oh, man, who doesn't like They're nuts there, dude. And uh, when Ohio State won, it was like the whole night until like five o'clock in the morning. It was just people like drinking in the streets and shit. And. Cops on horseback chasing people. <laughs> like, it was a good, good time. I actually had a pretty embarrassing thing that happened to me that night. I uh, there was we were walking down High Street and the street was like super busy with people walking. Cops were just like shoving people back on the sidewalk so they didn't get hit by a car. <laughs> and uh, I see this guy. I had to piss really bad, and I see this guy that looks like he's pissing on the side of this building. I'm like, oh, if this guy's getting away with it, I can get away with it. So I just go up to the building and I start pissing on the side of the building. And then I look over and the guy was getting money out of an ATM. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just like start walked away, getting money out of the ATM. And I was like, oh shit. And like looked around, I'm like, I'm pissing on this building. And nobody else is. Like, fuck me. I'm going to get arrested. Uh, I just, I don't know why I picture you at, like, the drive, like, you're standing in front of some car at the drive-thru ATM, and he's trying to get out of the way, and 
you're just standing there pissing like i'm sorry i didn't know it looked, it looked like you were pissing. <laughs> oh man yeah it's pretty crazy uh we'll have to uh let's get started with our uh news segment here because we have a lot to get to for this week um uh-oh Pretty busy week in the news. Uh, we'll start with the negative and work our way positive, I think. So uh, start out talking about yeah, the Capitol riots. And uh, before we get there, I just want to say that, like, I mean, it's been very well documented now that this was basically a thing that was planned out on the Internet for weeks. Um, it was well known by our government, by the Capitol Police, and uh, there were a lot of Sounds like there were a lot of Trump sympathizers in the government and the Capitol Police that just kind of let it happen. So it's pretty pretty fucked up. There was reports of uh, there were reports of Capitol Police on one side. We all saw the one side where they were like trying to hold him back, and then there was reports of uh, Capitol Police on the other side, just like opening up the gate and letting people through. There were Capitol Police taking selfies with people. I mean, it's just it's it's pretty crazy, but. <laughs> We'll uh we'll start off with that, and then uh, the other one was there were uh, Capitol Police that gave directions to senators' offices that weren't marked, so it's pretty fucked up. But yeah, we'll start out with this clip. This All from... I care about is I want to know. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think there's a delay. My my headphones might be dying. There's like a delay or something. Uh, but. I was just to say, all I'm really interested in is the rest of Nancy Pelosi's mail. I want to see these subscriptions. <laughs> yeah. You're like, holy shit, Thrasher magazine. Damn, Nancy. Yeah, cool. I bet you. <laughs> yeah, that those that uh, that dude's an idiot, and he's going to jail for sure. Yeah. Um, they they actually oh, arrest, yeah. they arrested him uh, last night, I believe. But this is from uh, ABC News about the Capitol riots is a nationwide manhunt underway tonight. The Fed studying those horrifying images and videos and already making arrests tonight. Here's our Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas on that part of the story again tonight. Tonight, federal authorities are determined to leave no stone unturned, ramping up efforts to bring all the Trump supporters who desecrated the Capitol to justice. I figure, well, I'm in her office. Richard Barnett, the man with his feet on a desk in Nancy Pelosi's office, and who admits on camera to stealing from her. I'll put a quarter on her desk. Arrested today in Arkansas <laughs> for multiple federal offenses. Also charged Lonnie Kaufman. Authorities claim they found in his truck near the Capitol an arsenal for arson. These 11 Molotov cocktails, along with handguns and an M4 carbine assault rifle like this one. And FBI officials announcing they arrested West Virginia State Delegate Derek Evans. Trump! who live-streamed his breach on the Capitol. The FBI and U.S. Marshals hunting dozens more, including this man, suspected of planting pipe bombs at the nearby RNC and DNC headquarters. Trump supporters spraying police with chemicals and beating them with bats and metal pipes. Right-wing groups posting their sinister plans on social media for weeks. Inside the Capitol, rioters seen wearing shirts bearing slogans praising the Holocaust. And tonight, a federal murder investigation is underway into the death of Officer Brian Sicknick. Authorities trying to find out whether he was hit with a fire extinguisher or other heavy object. Sicknick's brother writing, after a day of fighting for his life, he passed away a hero. But as the chaos died down, 
protesters seen filing out calmly. The critical question, why weren't they arrested? The fault unfortunately lies with the Capitol Hill police. Pierre Thomas back with us tonight up at the Capitol. And Pierre, we know that there has been some reporting that the president released that video overnight calling his supporters uh, intruders after having supported them uh, only after some in his inner circle had warned him that he could be liable for his own words, potentially inciting some of what we saw. So uh, where does it stand tonight? Could the president actually face charges? David, right now the DOJ focus is on the people who broke into the Capitol. But the investigation is in the early stages and questions about incitement will likely be for the incoming Attorney General Merrick Garland. Blue Lives Matter, wow. guys. Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these I think the real victims here. These people are I think such the real victim Ebony, here is Ebony. It's definitely the Jews that are the real victims here. I mean, <laughs> they're wearing a hot, like a supportive Holocaust T-shirt. They're probably like, well, haven't we had it bad enough? Like, yeah. For fuck's sake. You know, I think you guys hated the blacks. Now it's now it's the Jews again. <laughs> you know, what I think the funniest part about this is it that it was a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> The funniest part about this is that is that if these people would have just been wearing masks, <laughs> they might they might not be getting caught one by one on yeah. camera right now. So Trump yeah, once were again these people vaccinated. Yeah, no, they were they weren't they definitely weren't vaccinated. They, I they, can't imagine any of these guys are like in the top tier. I don't, I don't think any of these people are medical doctors or anything like that. Some of these people might have injected bleach at some point. They're... I think the police officer would have survived if they were doctors. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Man, it's it's just crazy to me that like how how hypocritical these people are. These are all the people that that said this shit about Blue Lives Matter and all this shit, and then they're beating police officers with baseball bats. Like, yeah. I mean, really, like. And then you have people now defending this shit, and it's by by saying by saying, "Well, what about all Black Lives Matter protests and blah blah blah?" It's like, dude, they they destroyed like private businesses at, at and very sure. few of them, but like this is the capital of our country that they're vandalizing, and it's a felony, and this uh, state legislature from West Virginia is just like, I'm gonna live stream myself committing a felony. Like, I mean, mean, not only not only do you want that guy out of office because he's committing that specific felony, but he's really bad at it. Like, I'm thinking if this guy's going to do some (laughs) shiesty shit in office, I'm going to need him to at least be good at it. Yeah, (laughs) dude, uh, because and Trump actually uh, through executive order made it a law that that if you vandalize federal property. Um, that you get an automatic 10-year prison sentence because he wanted to uh, stop people from vandalizing Confederate statues. So now that's going to come back to bite him in the ass God and forbid. all these people. Yeah, all these people are going to get 10 years of prison. The bold irony. Dude. <laughs> I mean, they're like, why'd the cops just let him in? I was like, I don't know. They're outnumbered like 100 to 1. Um, yeah. I'd give him my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's here's the I'm thing. Over to this well, you're cutting out there for a minute. <laughs> but here's. Oh, I might be dying here. Let me see. 
We're good. He is Let's right, though. I mean, it does get to a point where, like, even if they all decided, like, hey, we're all just going to stand together and not let this crowd in, I imagine eventually the crowd was probably going to get in. I mean, there was a lot of calls for, you know, for backup that were just kind of ignored from what I was seeing in the news. And a lot of people said that, uh, you know, they weren't sending in anybody right away, until, at least until a couple hours after they'd already breached the Capitol. So I imagine they would have gotten in. But you still see all these videos of the police officers moving barricades and just letting them. And I'm, I'm not saying you should just, yeah. like, invite them in. Maybe stall I am. <laughs> yeah, I know, dude. I'm saying open house. <laughs> I would, I would at least, you couldn't treat it like, like a college frat party where you charge $5 for everybody going in. I mean, we could have probably paid off a lot of shit by doing that. If they're going to go vandalize it anyway, you could have just put them in a line and you know, had to pay for things. I, I just love how... The Van Wilder approach. <laughs> yeah. The bar, way to do it. I just love how Mike Pence has been such a good, loyal little bitch to Trump this entire He's a time. spineless pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been such a loyal little bitch to Trump this entire time. And then Trump, and then Trump the day that he's supposed to certify this shit. Because Michael Pence isn't doing what I want him to do. And all these rioters are like, where's Michael Pence? We're going to kill Michael Pence. And it's like, dude, he's been, he's been like loyal as fuck for four years. Like what? Yeah, you didn't see that for Barr. Barr was like, Trump, you're full of shit. And like, nobody did anything about it. You don't see rioters anywhere around that guy. No, they, uh, and the guy was like, the guy wanted like that one guy. They're so obsessed with Nancy Pelosi. Like the guy like stole her mail because he wanted like a keepsake of her office. Like it's what else did he weird. Did? Right? <laughs> yeah, right. He left he a quarter. A you heard him say he left a quarter on the desk. I don't know what that means no, or he took anything. Took a quarter off the desk. That oh, was him admitting stealing. <laughs> but yeah, watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But what, what you were saying, Brandon, about the backup and shit. That I saw an interview with uh, Larry Hogan, the governor of Maryland. And uh, he said that he had the Maryland National Guard ready to go, and uh, they that they had to wait a half hour to get approval from the Pentagon. So it was like there were people within the government purposely stalling to to let this happen. Like it was, yeah. So hmm. it's 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 just because they're Trump sympathizers, and that's what with the Capitol Police, the ones that like let people go or gave people directions to certain offices, and were taking selfies and shit. And all these people were like, well, if they these people were black, they would have been shot. It's an, yeah, but if they were white supporting a black cause, they also would have been shot. Um, the big thing is that these people are Trump supporters, and the majority of police are Trump supporters. So they're... So I do have a, <laughs> a, a cool stance on that what last comment, and I, I believe you to, that most of them are. Um, but my cousin, he's he's probably... 20, I think I want to say he's 25, uh, 25, 26. He is a white police officer on the east side of Cleveland. He's married to a black woman and they have one, uh, they have uh, two daughters. Okay. Yeah. And he, like when I say white, I'm talking like liquid paper, white out, white, blonde hair, blue <laughs> eyes, white. Looks like MGK in a Cleveland PD uh, uniform. <laughs> Lots of cats and shit. But so he's like the opposite of a Trump supporting police officer. And it's crazy, dude. Like I've 
been out with him before. He had his like, Cleveland FOP shirt on. Some like black kid will come up and just be like, yo, fuck you. You know, yeah, you're a piece of shit. You're racist. He's like, yeah, I'm racist. Hey, honey, come on, let's go. And his fucking black wife and daughter run over and he's like, see you later. You know, and it's yeah. so funny to me because it's like a stigma now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It right? definitely is, man. And and the, and not everybody in, in, not everybody in a profession is going to be the same. I mean, it's just... You're gonna have shitty people in every profession, just like you had the that pharmacist from Minnesota or, or Wisconsin or whatever that like destroyed 500 vaccines or whatever because he believed in the vaccine conspiracies and shit. Like you're gonna have crazy conspiracy people <laughs> like in every single profession that you're in, uh, but you just hope that they're not trying to that those people aren't protecting the capital of the United States. I don't yeah. I don't know. It's just that that is something I don't think anybody was. No, yeah, no, and, actually, and nobody was protecting it. Yeah, and the reason for that is obvious is that they were is that they wanted it to happen. There were Trump supporters there were Trump supporters within the yeah. Pentagon and the Capitol Police that let it happen. Because if you look at the, the Black Lives Matter I mean you look at the Black Lives Matter protest when they had like National Guardsmen on every single step of the Capitol, yeah, like all the way through. And they were, and if you look at the aerial picture from the Black Lives Matter rally in D.C., they're not even like they're like all the way around the whole Capitol like compound. They're like two blocks away, all the way around. Yeah, like you see little fires burning like through the city, but nothing around the Capitol. Yeah, dude, they they might close off. They might close off like a twenty block radius for the inauguration. There you- they already did. I just I, I sent you something on um, Facebook Messenger about that lady that got shot there, and then this is like a picture of the Capitol building with it looks like a prison yard fence around it. Oh my god! Oh, that's crazy. This yeah. came up on uh, BBC. Yeah, that lady uh, that got shot, man. She. Uh... She'd written some pretty crazy shit on on her social media, like yeah. never gonna be stopped and blah, blah. I'm like, how do people get this brainwashed? How do people? I've never loved a politician that much, to where I'm no. gonna go commit I've a felony for him. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to commit a felony for anybody, let alone a politician. Like, I, I, I mean, pretty David. I'll Tarantula. commit a felony for very few dollars and little reason, but. <laughs> Not in the name of anybody for sure. I've committed for some, Allah. I've committed some before, but all drug related. Um, yeah, let's... you know the one thing I really don't understand either is right after everything happened, they sent out the news bulletin that said Congress is you know meeting again together at this time in this place. And I'm thinking like, why would you tell them yeah. that everything's resuming? And yeah. where it's resuming at? Wasn't that the issue in the first place? Well, the, whenever they whenever they resumed, yeah. they had like national guards surrounding the place. I mean, there was no penetrating it at that point. But yeah, it was, it was, like, they resumed yeah. on Zoom. Yeah, I failed from the bunker. Couldn't have done that, or I'd have, I'd have probably said, "Hey, why don't why don't we do this at like a like a Denny's or something?" And they're they're not going to mm-hmm. expect us to be there. Yeah. Dude, I was listening to some security. of the I was listening to some of the Daily News podcast on on Friday and it was like reporters that were inside of the Senate chamber and shit whenever it happened. And that shit sounded scary as fuck. Like I mean <laughs> like yeah, right. like they just heard people banging on doors all of a sudden the the house chamber 
Like they basically locked him inside the house chamber and there were people banging on doors and the house security came out and told everybody to get their gas masks that were underneath their seat and shit. And like, so they said all you saw was like, all you saw was like people in gas masks and like the humming of the gas mask for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading this about uh, somebody that was in there and they were like breaking off like, you know, legs of chairs and stuff like that to use as weapons and this is going to be like the you know the the fight to save their own asses and stuff like that i was like oh my god this sounds like (laughs) call of duty this sounds like nazi zombies or something yeah and i I like ironically go ahead uh my computer must know my algorithm by now really well because this little pop-up just came up on my sidebar and it says bbc real the Dutch girls who seduced and killed Nazis. <laughs> what the hell? I want to know about that. Yeah, that sounds I pretty interesting. I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch. This BBC is the shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the, the whole thing with uh, they said uh, that Trump might have incited the riot. Trump <clears throat> incited the riot. Okay, he he knew about this because everybody knew about this that was going on. That it was planned. That they were gonna that they were going to try to break into the Capitol. And he said at the end yeah. of his speech, it's time to go to the Capitol. And, and like, so he knew. Like, go take back the government or something. Or, yeah. And, he, and then Don Jr. gave like a, a 35 swear word speech right yeah. on uh, Fox News. They had to Rudy Giuliani said we, sh- we need fire by con- or, uh, trial by combat. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like, no, we didn't incite any of this. Yeah, no, Giuliani's no definitely, I think, gonna, unless Trump pardons him, he's, he's gonna go, he's mind. gonna go to prison for for inciting yeah. a riot. Giuliani's crazy. Yeah, fuck. his own daughter is like, he's lost his mind. He's he's nuts. I don't know my father did, anymore. Did you see the picture? Yeah. Did you see the picture where he's like yelling, his fucking hair dyes dripping down his face and <laughs> yeah, shit? Yeah. It looks crazier than. So bad. Uh, and the grossest part was he like blew his nose into his rag and then wiped his face with the same rag. And I'm thinking like someone's got to stand next to you for the next five minutes while you talk about shit that you're nasty. That's gross. <laughs> oh, Dude, man. I mean, it's, it's this just goes back to the, my whole point of not wanting to live past like 50 because <laughs> you just you start forgetting you do crazy things. You smell bad. You look like a fucking idiot when you're on t- television doing things like that like Shit, that's I mean, not supposed to happen until you're 50 fuck no i just that's <laughs> when i just always planned on that like like if i knew i was gonna live as long as i did already i would have taken better care of myself you know what i mean i agree with like, that yeah i'm on borrowed time yeah well i mean now i'm on noom and shit trying to <laughs> get myself get myself in the shape and get healthy um, but this, uh, I definitely would have taken better care of myself. Um, but this, uh, next clip, these, this is, uh, Shep Smith from the Shep Smith show on uh, CBS. And these are words that I think a lot of people have been waiting to hear for a long time. You will never again see a tweet from president Trump. A short time ago, the company suspended him forever. Here's what his account looks like right now. 88 million people following nothing. Everything he's ever tweeted or retweeted removed. The company issued a statement explaining the decision was made due to the risk of further incitement of violence, further incitement of violence. Following a review of recent tweets from the president, one of those tweets announced that he will not attend Joe Biden's inauguration. The other called his voters great patriots. (laughs) 
Twitter sees both of those tweets as likely to replicate the criminal acts that took place on Capitol Hill. The suspension on Twitter, just the latest blow to a president facing growing calls to step down and threats to throw him out. Even the Wall Street Journal conservative editorial board saying it is best for everyone, himself included, if he goes away quietly. A rebuke in a paper owned by Rupert Murdoch, the founder of Fox News. In the last 72 hours, a wave of administration officials has stepped down. The departures, symbolic gestures largely for many who had stood by and defended the president throughout his term. Among them, the Education Secretary, Betsy DeVos, the Transportation Secretary, Elaine Chao, and former Acting Chief of Staff, Mick Mulvaney. NBC News reports his close aide, Hope Hicks, also resigning next week, but that her decision was planned before Wednesday's assault on democracy. It's crazy, man. No more Trump on Twitter. It's, uh, that's, he's probably so, losing his mind I was right just now. looking at that. Yeah. He uh, is furious in this photo. Donald Trump, John, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, tweeted, free speech is under attack. Censorship is happening like never before. Don't let them silence us. Sign up at donjr.com to stay connected. And uh, I tweeted him back with what I, I think about that. Free speech applies to the government, not private companies, dumbass. Twitter has the right to ban anyone they want for any reason. They're a private company. Yeah, especially yeah. especially whenever they've warned him, like, literally a hundred times. I mean, they like would have banned, like banned was... anyone else a long time ago. He actually, as soon as he got deleted, it says that he, yeah, he was uh, tweeting from the POTUS account. Yeah, and then they suspended like, it. That, that, that he wouldn't use. Yeah, they basically suspended it, too, until Joe Biden takes it over. So That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Do you think he's going to be, Joe Biden's going to be like the new Wendy's of Twitter? Like, he's just going to come out of the gate and try to fill Trump's shoes with just, like, witty sarcasm and satire. <laughs> no, I would appreciate be, that. That would be great, but I don't think so. <laughs> I think what's actually going to happen, and it's going to be amazing, is we're going to have a slow news week eventually. Like, <laughs> like that is is what I've been waiting for for four years. Like, give me give me a week where there's no bad news from the government. I just can't Please. I can't wait for it all to go back to just regular old robberies and murders like we used to have in the good old days, Right. you know? Yeah. Right. I don't, don't want to hear about little kids being locked in cages or, <laughs> or what, what the fuck ever else. It's a lot of right. shit. Dude, lock your kids in your cages on your own time. We don't need to hear about it. <laughs> exactly. We got our own kids exactly. in cages. Exactly. <laughs> We'll go to uh, a little bit better news um, out of uh, out of Georgia this week that kind of got overshadowed by the whole Capitol riot thing. But this is from CBS this morning, and Teddy, you'll appreciate this because it has to do with a Jew doing something good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lost in the chaos yesterday was the fact that Democrats are now set to take control of the U.S. Senate after winning both Senate runoff elections in Georgia. Senior national correspondent Mark Strassman has more from Atlanta. We got it! A noisy victory lap for Georgia Democrats Tuesday after handing Republicans a double defeat. It's about time we had someone in Washington who's thinking about ordinary people. And so I can't work, wait to get to work for them. Whether you were for me or against me, I'll be for you in the U.S. Senate. 
Warnock will be Georgia's first black senator. Ossoff will be the state's first Jewish senator. At 33, he's the youngest elected U.S. senator since Joe Biden. Both Republican candidates led at 11 p.m. on election night. But Metro Atlanta, increasingly progressive, was the game changer. At 11.18 p.m., DeKalb County reported nearly 166,000 votes, catapulting Warnock into the lead. And a few hours later, Ossoff joined him. Neither Democrat trailed again. While neither Republican candidate has conceded their race, one of Georgia's top Republican election officials said both Democrats appear to have enough votes to avoid a recount. While Republicans were bu busy uh, attacking the governor and my boss, uh, the Democrats were out there knocking on doors and getting people to turn out to vote. Gabriel Sterling is the chief operating officer in the Secretary of State's office. He blames President Trump for the GOP's loss after the president spent weeks spreading baseless claims of election fraud. There's no way we lost Georgia. There's no way. When you say your vote doesn't count, then you have people who are, you've laid your hands on and said, these are my people who say, don't come and vote. Then you spark a civil war within a GOP that needed to be united to get through a tough fight like this. Neither of these Democrats has ever held public offices before. Neither of the Republicans they beat has conceded. Uh, I love that last part. Neither of the Republicans have conceded. Um, no, I thought I thought it was cool. Um, a lot of credit for those wins goes to uh, Stacey Abrams and uh, and Latasha Brown, who works with the Black Voters Matter. They. Uh, Black vote out. The black vote turnout was like higher than it's ever been in any state, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, but Stacey Abrams wrote this on the day of the Capitol uh, riot. She said, "While today's terrible display of terror and meanness shakes us, let's remember at Ossoff, a Jewish son of an immigrant, and at Reverend Warnock, first black senator from Georgia, will join Catholic a Catholic POTUS and the first woman slash black and Indian vice president in our nation's capital. God bless America." And that to me is like, it's something that during all this chaos that's happening, there's actually a little bit of progress happening as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, we have, we have, uh, we do have an old white guy in as president still, but, <laughs> but we have a black and native American vice president and, uh, we have a Jewish person and a Jewish man and a black man who won Senate office in Georgia, which is insane. Fuck. Georgia did a Fuck. 180 for sure. I mean, yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're still purple. But I mean, they're pretty much a blue state now, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I think purple might be a bad choice of words. Um, yeah. <laughs> Georgia's not that like. I mean, the outskirts, like the the rural areas of Georgia, I suppose, are probably southern, like stereotypical or whatever. But uh, Atlanta's filled with like black gays, like they're everywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's like a big part of their demographic. They've, it, they've almost like shaded out the the red in that state with just like the liberal younger folks that are moving there, like because of it being like a kind of like a cultural hotspot right now, literally yeah. hot. There, there were some. Also, uh, uh, did get less votes than Warnock though. So there were still some people that were like I, I that. would rather vote for David Perdue, a piece of shit, than uh than a Jew. That's 
It's basically, I mean, so it's a tale as old as time. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, uh, it's just weird to me when that happens. Like, they're on the same ballot. Like, how do you vote? How do you vote for one Democrat and one Republican when, when the two Republican candidates are pretty much the exact same people? Like, you know, I mean, they were both like far right, like saying that the election was fraud and all this shit. Like, I just don't see how that happens, how you vote for one and not the other. But the thing that really always like makes me wonder is like the hatred of the Jews. You know what I mean? Like, is it because of the Jesus thing? Is it because we killed him? <laughs> it's so it's like, so dumb, man. It's just I, I do I do joke about it a lot, but it is the dumbest like anti anti Semitism is like the dumbest shit ever like there's especially because like technically no matter what religion you are if you follow theology in any way you're it all stems back to the oldest recorded religion yeah we know jews are responsible for everything we know all right they run hollywood no no they're not responsible for everything there's a lot of bad (laughs) things that happen they have nothing to do with (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um no but that's that's what i don't understand that's what i don't understand like uh it i've it's always been so weird to me like most of the people that hate that hate jews like they're not they're not Christians, so like, what reason do they hate? Do they have to hate Jewish people? I don't. Well, Muslims don't like Jews because they're Muslims, and they don't like anybody who's not Muslim. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, plus, they're neighbors. Pete told yeah. me one time after I came off stage, he came. He came and he goes, "Hey, are you really Jewish?" And I said, well, "Some of me." And he <laughs> he goes, "I like." He goes, "You know, it's funny. I love Jews, and I'm an Arab." oh that's great (laughs) you just had to say it you had to you couldn't help it was almost like that thing that most most like really jewish people have that urge to just like if someone brings up like you know miles davis like oh he's jewish you know like or like (laughs) just like that we get it lenny kravitz we know (laughs) yeah Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> we have uh oh god the, never mind I'm not going I'm not going to talk about that. We had uh he should be a Jewish woman. Oh man. No, Make we had, play there's, there's this female oh. comic who's uh who's a little bit Jewish and she uh she tweeted out something like uh um I'm the type of girl you bring home to your parents if they're not racist or something like that. And I, I, re- I replied to her, oh, yeah, my parents love Lenny Kravitz. Like that's... <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, we'll get into, we have our non-politics story of the day, uh, which we always yeah. have to do one. Um, and uh, it's the Browns in the playoffs. It's the first time in 18 years. It's uh, been pretty crazy. And of course, it's been a terrible week. Um, we lost... We lost Denzel Ward last week. He's not going to be back for the game because of COVID. Um, and then we had Joel Batonio, our Pro Bowl left guard, and our head coach, Kevin Stefanski, both test positive for COVID this week. So they won't be able to participate in the game. Um, I mean, it's not like it's AIDS. Yeah. 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 It's- My argument was just give the guy a controller and let him 
coach from home like Madden. <laughs> well, I don't understand why. I don't get why they can't. Uh, there's only going to be 2,500 people in Heinz Field uh, because they're only doing friends and family. And I don't understand why they couldn't find a way to get him to a booth and let him call plays from the booth because there are, there are plenty of coaches in the NFL that calls that call plays from upstairs in a booth. Um, it's just, Why don't they just vaccinate everybody and let them all in? By now, yeah. Because stupid Roger Goodell uh, promised that they wouldn't jump in line, I guess. I well, everybody else in our city is jumping in line if they have at least $1,500. In fact, every doctor <laughs> that I know of has not been on that list, but magically got their vaccine ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, doctors should probably have it, though, right? I don't know. Well, I mean, some <laughs> doctors, but not like a pain management doctor who doesn't see patients. Or a radiologist. I didn't, those, need it I didn't know those things still existed. They still have pain management doctors? Yeah, it's where people get their legal drugs. <laughs> it's like the only place you can get a Percocet these days. Uh, I thought I didn't know. I thought Percocets were like Quaaludes now. I didn't know they were still around. No, I know. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm, I'm all, see, I'm old now. I'm 31. I gave up Percocets. I'm looking for that Ambien. You find me an Ambien? <laughs> yeah. I'm all on. I never. Could I just take... want to get away with a racist tweet or two. I just blame it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I never could take. Uh, I never could take Percocets. I got sick off of them, so uh, I always subs for Vicodin <clears throat> when I got pain pills. But uh, we got way off topic. Um, <laughs> it's going back to the Browns uh, in our negative week. Uh, they were doing the predictions for the NFL games this week on the NFL Network, and uh, Kyle Brandt had this to say, and it was it was pretty great. Just listen to this. Cleveland, I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's the postseason. Not everybody can come to work. You're scared of losing because you're not on the job. Your chances are nickels worth. The roster's going bust. Oddsmakers are saying you're done. Punks are running wild on the Internet. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do. There's no end to it. We know. They say you're Cleveland. In the playoffs, your air is unfit to breathe. Your food is unfit to eat. And you sit watching your TVs while some sportscaster tells you that today you had 15 new positive cases and 63 different reasons you're going to lose because of it. And if that's the way it's supposed to be, we know things are bad, they're worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everywhere everything is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and we slowly, the world we're living in is getting smaller and smaller, and all we say is, please, let us live alone in our living rooms. Let me have my phone and my TV and my Netflix, and I'll just be happy we made the playoffs, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. I'm not gonna leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to the commissioner because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the pandemic and the protocols and how to beat the Chiefs. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, damn it. My life has value. So I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window and open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not losing to the Steelers anymore. <laughs> Browns 24, Steelers 23. Yeah! <laughs> you sure that guy didn't cite the capital right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get, you, that guy doesn't get you pumped. I don't know what will, right? <laughs> Wow. Uh, that just made me never want to watch the game. 
Well, then they have uh, a bunch of Browns fans on Twitter, like re- retweeting them and posting a video of them of them shouting out their window. <laughs> it looks like a, as hell. It looks like a JG Wentworth commercial. <laughs> it's my playoff, and I need it now. Well, dude, and then uh, I don't know if you guys follow follow that closely, but uh, see uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who can't quit, the receiver for the Steelers, who can't quit, like, screwing up and motivating other teams, huh. uh, said in his media coverage the other day when he was asked about playing the Browns, uh, yeah, they're the same Browns team we play every year. And uh, no, they're not. They're 11-5. and five. They're, they're, not, they're not the same Browns team you play every year. And then uh, he said, "He said, yeah, they've got some good players, but at the end of the day, the Browns is the Browns. Like, Wouldn't it be funny of... if there was a coach's meeting that got recorded and you just see the coach walk into the room, the other guys are sitting there kind of bummed out, and it's like right before the, the game, and they're like, hey, guys, I just, you know what? We can't hold anything back. Could be the last game. Let's try to win it. And they're like, God damn it, that's crazy enough to fucking work <laughs> and that's all it took <laughs> i saw somebody uh somebody took that scene from major league when they're talking about when they're, when they're like when the whole damn thing or whatever that whole scene yeah. and they just like pasted players browns players heads off on the indians players heads it was pretty funny uh but yeah that uh i, I think the browns are gonna win tomorrow i bet tony 20 bucks that's uh, I think I'm gonna take twenty bucks from Tony. Man, then you'll have to host a. Are you guys playing on the odds? Back. Yeah, he gave me six points. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, they, I didn't realize I didn't realize how much the, the those guys bet on stuff. Man, they're like constantly. They love to gamble. Yeah, constantly checking sports scores and shit. And yeah. Pete's, Pete, well, was, Pete, Pete was the one likes day. to go down to Man- Mountaineer. Oh, really? He was yeah. he was the one day he was uh he was like yelling in his phone uh for a football score or whatever like trying There's to get trying to get Google kings. yeah trying to get Google trying to get Google to fucking find a football score for him so he's like yelling into his Google Talk or whatever and it's like dude the thing can't understand you there's no way there's no way can you Nothing imagine understands you. <laughs> well, dude, can my, you imagine my if doesn't the, understand his me. Google Assistant <laughs> Imagine if his Google assistant was a person, it, like how how fucking emotionally scarred and traumatized it would be. Just like if you're getting yelled at by Pete for years every day, like just beat down by Pete. Like it's just like a little person rocking back and forth in a bathtub with no water in it. Like just <laughs> fucking just crying. Pete's, Pete's just telling them they should quit comedy over and over. <laughs> I wish Pete was the Google Assistant voice. You know how happy I'd, I'd be just to ask it questions and have it just yell things at me that I don't understand? I think we could we make go. that happen. I don't see why not. There's some licensing in there, but we would have to have him sign some documents. Um, <laughs> make money. Dude, that would be fucking great. <laughs> just set it on people's phone as a joke so they don't understand any of it and they're just confused and like sad <laughs> now and they don't know why. <laughs> I asked my I asked my Alexa for the weather and it told me to go fuck myself and quit comedy. <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be. I was asking for the weather. See, that's your problem right there. You weren't trying to be funny. You're supposed to be funny. Go home. You're no good. Quit comedy. 
All right, nothing we'll get, out in the club anymore. <laughs> we'll get to uh, Teddy's comedian that uh, inspired him to do comedy. Mark Norman. He's from he's from uh, New Orleans, right? Yeah, okay. he is. He's like their their prodigal son, number one hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> and uh, is it just like his? Is it just like his like cadences, or is it like his writing, or what? It, it's. Uh, like he like other comedians um like famous comedians will say like he's uh like one of the hardest working comics like he's at a show every single night i mean he's young he has no family and shit like you know i mean what else is he gonna do except you know either do comedy or probably kill himself so he was like just working all the time so when you see him on stage that cadence and those pauses and that awkward kind of like is he joking or like right. the something unexpected kind of fucking thing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love every time I've seen him. He always he always walks up on stage and is so comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we'll play this clip. This is from uh, Conan O'Brien. This actually has my favorite Mark Norman joke in it, and that joke uh, gets an applause break in this in this clip. So this is from uh, Conan. I don't know what year. It's... <laughs> Hey, hey, comedy, huh? All right, good to be here. Sorry, a little hungover. Went out last night with a friend. Uh, he's like a beer expert, you know, one of these guys like, we got to go to a brewery. I'm like, why can't we just go to a bar? He's like, it's fun. You can see how it's made. I don't care how it's made. Look, I like porn. I don't need to go to a broken home. <laughs> Not saying all porns it. aren't broken home, just the ones I like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, my friend's a gay guy. He's obsessed with straight dudes. That's like his thing. He's like, I love flipping a hetero. He's like, you know how hard that is? You know how hard it is to go out there every night, see a bunch of people you want to have sex with who don't want to have sex with you? I was like, that's exactly what it's like being a straight guy. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I would argue it's just as hard for me to sleep with a woman as for you to flip a hetero. He was like, no, no, no. You got to take them out for hours, convince them. Yeah, yeah, same here. <laughs> He's like, no, no. Even if you do pull it off, which is like a miracle, they feel horrible after. Yeah, yeah, same thing. <laughs> we went back and forth for hours, arguing about this all night, back and forth. Eventually, I woke up at his place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm not gay. I got a girlfriend. She's cool. I'm surprised she's still with me, because I always say the wrong thing. Like, on our first date, she was like, you know, I feel very brave tonight. I was like, why is that? Because I'm not wearing any makeup. I was like, how's that brave? Because I'm being my true self, being the real me. I was like, oh, OK. She's like, you should be brave. I'm like, yeah, maybe I will. She's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to stop pretending this is interesting. <laughs> she was like, wow, I can't believe you just said that. I was like, yeah, it took guts. <laughs> but it's good to be with somebody, because those dating apps, those aren't fun, you know? Every girl would always ask me how tall I was. You ladies are all a bunch of filthy height supremacists. Yeah? <laughs> you over six feet? You over six feet? You over six feet? I felt bad. I felt like I had to come up with something. I was like, well, no, but if it helps, I'm still growing as a person. <laughs> I didn't know we could ask physical stuff out of the gate. I was like, how much do you weigh? She was like, whoa, that's body shaming. It's hard for me to lose weight. Well, it's harder for me to gain height. <laughs> Uh, you know, we've been talking about women's issues a lot now, which is good. Uh, one issue I'm surprised doesn't come up is uh, I feel like women are getting screwed in the orgasm department. I feel like men are having way more orgasms than women, and that sucks. People talk about the wage gap. The orgasm gap is out of control. Right? You gals are getting 77 cents to the boner. 
<laughs> like, if a woman had to have an orgasm to get pregnant, there'd be like two people here. <laughs> and you get nothing for your orgasm. Like, if a guy has an orgasm, go get pregnant, carry a baby for nine months, deliver the baby, then breastfeed the baby. And all the guy to do is this. <laughs> and he tried really hard not to do that. It's a horrible setup for the woman. The guy has all the fun, the girl has all the work. That'd be like if I ate a whole chocolate cake and the girl gained weight, then she went to the gym and I got buff. <laughs> but you guys are nice. A lot of crowds very uh, sensitive now, you know? Everybody went and got upset about words. I got yelled at the other night. This guy goes, hey, buddy, that's a trigger word. I was like, whoa, I think it's pronounced trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, big fella. Yeah, you can't talk about much. Uh, racial jokes, that's hard to pull off. Let's try one. Um, white privilege, you hear about that a lot now, white privilege. But I thought it was all about diversity, so shouldn't we talk about everybody's privileges? Why are we just limiting it to whitey? Let's spread the love. Let's make every group feel good. Everybody's got something. Tall people, privilege, see at a concert. Jews, no hell. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Women, ladies night, that's cool. Black people, I can't wear a purple suit. <laughs> Looks like fun. Everybody's got a perk. Indian people, even if you're undateable, your parents will arrange something. <laughs> Let's spread the love. But I'm a white guy, you know, so if I talk about race, inevitably another white person will call me racist. That's like what we do now, you know? Like, you don't even know me. That's quite an accusation, you know? That's an important word. You're going to take the teeth out of it, you know? Like, I was on the subway recently. I was watching an interracial couple make out. I was just staring at them. <laughs> and the guy next to them caught me. And he goes, what the hell? I see you staring at them. What are you, racist? I was like, what? Racist? No, I'm a creep. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm hard. <laughs> I'm not a racist. I'm aroused. <laughs> he was like, wow, who talks like that? I'm like, well, I'm pretty brave. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm Kevin Hart. I like how he does that at the end of most of his sets I've seen, too. He's, Thanks a lot. I'm Kevin Hart. Uh, <laughs> a couple of times now, I've actually said, uh, Thank, thanks, guys. I've been, I've been, uh, you've been awesome. I've been Anthony Mayo. Just as my, <laughs> my tip of the hat, you know? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, man. That, that was, uh, I saw that, that joke that got the applause break. I saw that the first time on uh, This Week of the Comedy Cellar, and I was dying laughing. Um, but I went to go see him uh, with uh, our buddy Ray DeVito. I went to go see him with Ray, and uh, oh, Ray. he was he was fucking killer at Hilarities, man. It was. I bet I'll probably go back and see him every time he's in town. He's one of my favorites. I, I'm actually really pissed off. I I was too slow on the draw to get tickets for Chad Daniels tonight. Oh he's yeah, he's one of my like that was like that's like probably my was my second that I was gonna go with, you yeah. know. Uh, that dude is just, he's just hilarious. He has this bit where he's, um, like, kids, and he's like, I, every time I talk about kids or, you know, a toddler and like a 10 year old, I literally just hold a press conference in my house. Like I pull out a little podium, they have little notepads. Goes, yeah. First question. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's yeah. a fucking magnet. Okay. Move on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love that bit. That is so much. Yeah. I don't I don't I haven't really seen much of Chad Daniels. I've I've seen I've seen little clips of him and stuff, but I don't think I've seen a full special of him or anything. Um, Speaking Uh, of specials, did you see uh, Mark Norman's new special? 
like the out to lunch one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of those jokes you were just reading, like you know. Um, anyway. Yeah, he did pretty much. He did most of them at uh, at hilarities when I saw him. It was he. Uh, I don't know. That one was really good. I thought. I thought the best two specials of the year were both specials that nobody wanted to pick up, so they put them out on YouTube, and that was Mark Norman and Sam Morell. That they had. Yeah. Two of the best. They still monetized them off of them though, like with YouTube. YouTube's not, you know, like it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, you can pay for YouTube now. Yeah, that's true. They have they have uh, YouTube Red and YouTube TV and all kinds of shit, but all sorts of you stuff. Porn. No one wants to pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna eventually have a uh, have a Patreon, I think, with, uh, maybe with some extra episodes or something. So we'll see. Behind Ooh. the scenes, that rare uncut, like Who Brandon knows? not washing his hands, leaving the bathroom footage. Oh yeah, yeah. we're yeah. gonna get dirty. Yeah, I mean uh, that. Or I, I was thinking, I don't know. We'll see. We we're thinking about doing like some. I was thinking about doing like some special stuff, like some friends episodes or something, and having like mm-hmm. having like like two other comics on just to just the bullshit basically. And I don't know. I think that'd be cool for people to listen to comedy games that just gave me an idea for springtime <laughs> we should have the first annual comedy games and it'll mainly be drinking games but it'll have to be held in a public park Ooh, i like <laughs> Dude, this I, already i want to have a golf outing and that, i think that would be fun on a putt putt course, but we all bring drivers and, <laughs> oh, and we have to like we have to blow over the limit before we're allowed to putt. Absolutely, that's, <laughs> that's got to be. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right, go well, karts, go karts. I like that one too. I gotta I go. Idea. I gotta go. Hop on another podcast, so we gotta get out of here. But uh, oh, yeah, but this is uh, this is a good episode. And uh, Teddy, you got anything you want to promote? Yeah, actually, I do. Um, I forget. Oh, this tomorrow, jokes on you at Hilarities is going to be doing the fifty-first jokes, right? The tenth. Okay, I think so. Yeah, cool. Cool. yeah. So I'm on. I'm supposed to be on that, um, and then uh, the fourteenth, twenty-second, and the thirtieth, I have shows, and I put them on my social media because I. I mean, I can tell you where they are, but it's kind of hard to remember the dates and where. And yeah. I'm just high, so I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, tell at least tell them where to follow you on social media, Teddy. Oh man, it's Teddy Bruno underscore comedy. Um, it looks very ambiguous, and it doesn't worry about pronouns. It's more about the adverbs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, you can follow me as always at John Brown Comedy. Um, I am doing something coming up oh yeah uh the 29th and 30th i'll be co-featuring with carter doherty for uh mike paramore at the funny stop so come out the 30th aren't you with me at the west theater yeah i'm not doing that one (laughs) 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 i got a I got a paid gig so i'm not (laughs) i'm not doing a guest set at the west theater but there <laughs> uh and i'll be at uh and i'll be at brandon spot grindstone uh next friday it's a very good lineup yeah yeah oh, i yeah, am man. there as well cool yeah hell yeah nah. and i'm hosting it yeah, brandon yeah. Loves, uh, who else is on that 
Um, little menage a trois. Uh, Precious is on that. W. I Scott. just had it in front of me. Scott's on it. That's right. Uh, Dub's on it. Mayo. Mayo. Yeah, so it's going to be a, uh, a, a brown uh, petri well. dish lineup, kind of, I guess. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then we got the other show with the McAlpine oh, Meadery on the 22nd. What's, what's that one? Uh, the McAlpine Meadery? Yeah. Yeah. Teddy and I are on that one. Cool. Cool. I, I have Dude, no idea where that's I'm looking at, at this but... flyer right now. <laughs> it says Teddy Bruno with special guests. Does that signify any importance? Because... That's kind of what I was wondering. What? I did not I look at this flyer before. The one for the, <laughs> the, one, know for the more meter, than I would. The one for the meter you want or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. it was supposed to be me and Mickey. Me and Mickey were supposed to split the headliner spot twenty five, like like twenty minutes each. Oh yeah, like I heard. Co- I heard about you guys doing that. But he wrote the flyer like weird. It actually says Teddy. Then the special guests were Brandon. Uh, John Huff, who's been doing comedy longer than all of us have been alive. Yeah. So I don't understand why he's down there. Eric McCormick, he's putting on a show. He's the producer of it, I believe. And then Mickey's at the bottom. So I'm not and sure. And it's all in the same font that the Sunday stage used. Dude, it looks very Sunday stage ish. <laughs> you know. Kind of thought you had a hand in the flyer at first. <laughs> I did not. I'm just now looking at it like going, oh, man, I should have wrote down some of these details. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brandon, do you want to give out your socials and I'll edit this together and make it sound like an ending? I don't know. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> my socials are Brandon Petrie on Facebook and Petrified Comedy on just about everything else. All right. Cool. We'll see you don't forget your OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Teddy Bruno underscore 69. <laughs> That's my OnlyFans. <laughs> Hit me up on my private Snapchat, $2 a day. <laughs> I don't doubt it.